I'm chilling. Let's go. Bro, therapy. Wait, wait, what? What? That what? sounded crazy. We like temporarily DC. It almost sounded like we disconnected for a second. Discord restarted. It restarted on you? Yeah, it restarted on me. Oh wow. Episode what? Thirty eight. Yo, I do the not like the way is... we just came into that oh, show. Oh man. That was whack. Bro. Nah, we gotta keep it. Alright, we'll episode keep it. what? Episode thirty-eight. Episode thirty-eight of the Bro Therapy Podcast. That is facts. Times like these fun. Is it? Is that the recipe to Bro Therapy? Being authentic. Being organic. Oh. Oh. Like oh. organic oh, spinach. What? Organic spinach and chicken. Organic spinach. That's what Bro Therapy is made of. That's the. Uh, is it? Yo, do you have whiskey? I do. Ooh. No way. You don't want no whiskey? <sighs> Dude, I can't. Oh, okay. In All good right. conscience. Conscience. What? Did I have a shot of whiskey? We got an hour and a half show ahead of us, brother. True. And there may or may not be Dirty Bird after this. True. <clears throat> Chew on it. Chew on it. Chew on it. Yeah, I mean, just right over there. You're pointing to a dark corner. <laughs> I'll have to when I'll have to find a moment. I could just go get it. It's like right over there. All right. How bad? You feeling? All right. Ah. Uh, we look. <clears throat> we're gonna start this episode off with a shot of whiskey. Are you gonna have one with me? Nope. <laughs> no? Nope. You're good oh, though. You're damn. good. You're good. You're good. Damn. Yo, he's upset. A little bit upset. Nah. You said you wanna do something with me? Just a little bit. Alright, just a little bit. I like it. Picasso. Yeah, buddy. Mr. Producer, get your chocolate milk out, buddy. Did you just call me Picasso? I do have some chocolate milk. Hey, you are an artist. Bro, I ain't bugging. I'm spitting facts, Picasso. bro. Picasso. I'm not Picasso. 
Alright, alright, alright. Give me the whiskey. Give me the whiskey. Give me the whiskey. I should. No, I'm good. I gotta get it back. I gotta get it back out. Huh? I gotta get it back out. For who? You or me? Both of us. Alright. That's what I'm fucking. Vibes, bro. What? Vibes. Yeah, what kind of whiskey are we drinking on tonight? Dickel. Dickel? George Dickel. George Dickel. Barrel Select, Tennessee whiskey. Alright, I fucks with it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I just tried the other day. I'm not a Captain fan. I'm not a Captain fan. And everyone fucking loves that Spice Rum bullshit. I'm not with it. But I tried Captain Private Stock. It's more of a pricier bottle. It tasted really fucking good. Let's let it open up for a second. Let that shit open up. He said, fuck that shit. It's going down the hatchet right now. <laughs> he said, wait for it to open up. That shit will open up wherever it wants to. <laughs> Funny. All right. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Corn. It's a big clumpy knob. It's got the juice. The, it's got the, the beginning juice. of this podcast is so. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. What is it's happening corn. with this fucking I podcast? I tell you all about it. It's not I even mean, real anymore this at this point. It's imaginary. All right, so listen. This is what we're not even right? here in reality. We started this episode super fucking crazy. No, nah, yeah, this is right. And rip. then, and then I wanted to throw big some rip. whiskey Wait, into hold the on. mix. And this man testing, testing. fucking tried to testing, fucking spike me with something. What testing? What? Why are you testing? <laughs> what? I'm not. Oh, uh, what? No, we're chilling. You want to throw this in the bonus clip? Nah, we're, we're chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. We're chilling. All right. We're chilling. Right We're chilling. Big oh, chilling. Big chilling. What's up, Mr. Producer? I have to make an announcement. Tell me. I have to make a a big announcement. Tell me. This is this is for everyone. This is for you, and for you, and for you, the mystery person in in the corner. Um. I am moving. You're moving? I am moving. You're leaving us? Wait, the way it was said is like... There was more to come, right? Um, wait, like there but... There was more going to come after that? And he just stopped? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like there was like supposed to be more... You let me finish. Oh, my bad, dog. My bad. <laughs> Alright, so you're moving. Um, I'm moving to a faraway place. Oh, shit. Y'all brick road? So, yeah. It's going to be a long, long, long road. A long way from home? Yeah. So, I won't be, I won't be Mr. Producer in person for much longer. Uh... It's expected uh, early November. So. Early November. So how yeah. how many more in-person shows do we have with you? I'm hoping to get a couple more. Hoping to get a couple more. Okay. I want to see you guys one last time. I got to say my goodbyes, you know. Facts. I mean, but I mean, you're you're not like 
leaving pro therapy for good. You're just leaving in person. Yeah, I'll still be here. All right. All right. But not here. I'll so, be here, but not here. So all is still well in the world. See, I knew he was going to... How, the, how I, the fuck do we... What is going on right now? He's leaving us, twin. Bruh, what? This is why I needed a shot of whiskey, because I knew there was about to be what? some bombs dropped. What the fuck is the beginning of this podcast, my guy? It's, We're everywhere right now. bananas. We're fucking everywhere right now. We're bananas. We're bananas. We God damn. Well, man, um... Let me say Ow. things. <laughs> I hit myself with the mic. I uh I uh have high hopes for you on the new chapter you're about to uh open up oh, he's got in the, your life. He's got the textbook. And um you know, uh this has been one hell of a journey with pro therapy. It's like a year and a half in. And it certainly is not going to be the same without you in person. So I'm looking forward to what bro therapy is about to evolve into. Bro, I'm... That's, that's the exact term that I was going to use. It's not <clears throat> like we're not digressing by any means. We're, um, we're B, evolving. bro, what? We're evolving the bro therapy show. Yeah. And this, I refuse. This is a rather unexpected, bruh. Timeline, definitely in terms of timeline. Uh, it's it's not gonna. It's gonna it's gonna be even. It's gonna be even greater. How could you do this to me, bro? You got Twin over here being emotional. Look what you did, producer. Yo, wh this is fucking crazy. I mean, obviously I agree with everything Asa said. I mean, look at this thing. It's corn. And except hey, that. Hey, man, where you're going, there's a lot of fucking corn. Yeah, right true there. that, dog. You about Bro. to be surrounded with corn, dog. Oh, you're leaving us for fucking corn, corn. dude. Are you it's kidding me? I'll tell it for everybody out, out there. I'm yeah. going to Kansas. Kansas, and dog. I'm going to Kansas. It reminds me of that. The question that pops out of everybody's does not fail at all is, what's in Kansas? There's shit. There's nothing in Kansas. Ain't shit out in Kansas. Actually, what do I know? I've never been to fucking Kansas. But <clears throat> I do know Kansas City belongs to like two different states that's pretty weird i remember tom's the tom sawyer thing yeah from fairly odd parents yeah where he just kept saying i ain't going back to missouri <laughs> that's what this whole conversation oh, reminds I, me of you know what's funny about that i was just listening to episode one and you uh you was telling that story about yeah getting stuck at the gas station oh that was such a great story bro you're like i'm never going back to missouri yeah bro <laughs> oh man <laughs> Damn, 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 damn. Well, we're going to miss you, Ryan. With everything yeah. we throw at you. Bro, what the fuck, bro? Nobody caught that. And 
this doesn't mean that I can't just make unexpected trips back. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to go out to Kansas and see what's what's cooking out there, man. Yo, I want to get some Texas barbecue. Texas barbecue or Kansas barbecue, bro? No, well, I want Texas barbecue. Don't be disrespectful. I, I understand he's going to Kansas, but like... Kansas City... Can, not Kansas City. Kansas does does have their own lane of barbecue. Okay. That's pretty good. But I said I wanted Texas barbecue. Yeah, but we're... Look, you're being disrespectful. Kansas <laughs> is, is a couple states away from Texas. Kansas will never be Texas. Our producer is now a Kansidian. That's terrible. I don't like that. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Leave me alone. Alright, let's... Kansas... Oh my god. No. No. Definitely not. Nope. We're not doing that. Can, uh, we're not. We're not doing Kansas that. I'm sorry, what? Kansanoid? That sounds Kansas, like a, no, a we're bad not. cancer. No, Didn't no, just, we're, we're, no. Did I just say we're not doing this? <laughs> Hello? Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, yo. R.I.P., dude. <clears throat> we're fucked. Yo, do do we want to do we, do we, we want to start wanna... off serious or do Boom. we want to jump into a TikTok? Like... Let's go! Boom! Boom! Click! Yo, yeah. let's what? do it! What? What? Okay. He okay. said rapid fire. Damn. Come on, give me that! All right. give me that TikTok. So, so check this oh, out. Oh, they're gonna right? be like, oh great! And now we're watching. I, TikTok. I don't know. How dare we watch TikTok, bro? I just played the TikTok, bro. I'm about to, bro. Can I? Can I? Can I say something? Maybe. All right, listen. <laughs> listen. Thea Vaughn got invited to a feminist convention okay. to speak. Okay. Did they think why? I don't know what they thought. I mean, he is—he's a supporter of women. He—he's he, an amazing person. So why not? Why not? He's a comedian. Also, are you trying to make it? What is this? I'm I'm just giving you a backstory to it. I'm gonna play a clip from TikTok. Okay. TikTok. All right. All right. right. I'm I'm ready. Theo Vaughn got invited to a feminist convention. Mm. And Theo Vaughn doesn't know how to be anything other than himself. Okay. And which is at the end of it all, genuine and just amazing. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's the backstory I wanna give you on it. Alright. That's it. That's all. So we're gonna get into these TikToks. I try to write a poem, Woo! and I am pretty. Oh nervous, shit, so we're in actually. My, my wiener is chill, man. Oh jeez, it ain't trying to do no crime. It ain't even that hard a lot of the time, and that's true actually, because a lot of times I'll get like those wiener pills from the gas station. You know what I'm talking about? Them real giraffe makers, you know. Look Make at my their legs faces, sweat, actually. My wiener is trill. My wiener is candid. It looks like Joe Pesci. It's that wet bandit. Um, <laughs> But I'm lit to the fact that girls are far more than sex. They are champions and soldiers with power in their breasts. They are creative and equal and warm and life-bringing. I love Dolly Parton, but it's because of her singing. <laughs> My wiener is chill, man. It ain't trying to do crime. It ain't even that hard a lot of the time. My wiener ain't Weinstein. My wiener ain't Cosby. But sometimes it wishes for a little bit of a Josby. You feel me? Yo, did you see their faces? Like, some of them, some of the audience, I don't know. Sick mind here. Sick mind here. Some of the audience, you could see it in their face, like, 
they were so on the fence, like, like they were like looking at him, like, what the fuck is happening now? Out of that whole experience of watching that, that's the only part that stuck out to me. They look terrified, right, producer? That's what I said. That's what they, they they were like, they were unsure which direction he was going. Yeah, but yeah, they liked but it. He, yeah, they did like it. No, it was good. But during the, the the process of him going through that poem, you could see the different emotions in the people's faces of like. Yeah, but it's very intelligently written out. Like, you see what he did. There. That was very. This is very. Sm- he did yeah. a very Theo Von thing, and mm-hmm. at the end, it was it was good. It was a good thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And he did that with his last special, where he stole my joke. J.K. He didn't steal my joke, but. That last Where special. he stole your joke, bro. Yo, he stole my joke, bro. <laughs> Yo, when we was watching it that night, we was watching that shit. As soon as he said it, me and you didn't even say bro, shit. We just looked at each that other. That was the most out-of-body experience Yo, that ever. was crazy. It's like, I was like, never in my life have I really truly experienced the this is not happening right now yeah yeah and it was happening and you're like this is not happening right now and then it just keeps going you're like oh my fucking god it's happening yep i I don't even know how to that that feeling only ever you only ever get a couple of those yeah life yeah you're just like no fucking way this is so like on the nose yeah facts It's like it's like when there's a commercial, right? You know how you listen to commercials on TV and they're always portraying somebody and you can never relate to them. Yeah. And then just one day, one time there's going to be somebody you relate to and you watch the commercial and you get done you're like, "Holy shit, that guy's me." Like no, <laughs> how many how many people are experiencing that when they like watch a commercial? That's that feeling. Yeah. That's that like, this isn't happening right now. As you're going through the commercial, you're listening. They're like, do you uh, have trouble sleeping at night? And they're like, oh my God, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like, uh, did you have problems gambling at a young age? And it's like, yep, that's me. And then they start going down and they're like, wait, this guy's just describing my whole life. Yo, Cat Williams, when I we were talking about Cat Williams earlier. He he had a whole bit on that about that, how like uh he's like damn I'm gonna butcher this, but he's like when you're like insurance commercials and shit. No, like politic commercials in the middle of the night at yeah. like two in the morning when you're sitting there alone, like of course it sounds like they're personally talking to you. It's like you're sitting there and it's like, Do you care about health insurance do you care about your family and he's sitting there like i do well well i do i do care no this motherfucker know me personally bro that's wait so you damn damn dude yeah Yeah. yo you know how like i'm always up for some reason i got into this lane on tiktok where Where it's Europeans talking shit on Americans. Hell yeah, dude. I love that shit. Yo. <laughs> that shit makes... My one friend gets so mad at me about it. Oh, it, it irritates because me, Because he's like, he's like, you're fucking American, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I mean, kind of. I'm kind of both. I have two 
Facts. You know, like I have dual passports. citizenship. So Fuck like, yeah. I'm kind of both. Like, yeah. I don't have to be American. But right. I'm both. Right. You just happen to live in America right now. Yeah. Like, it, ultimate. Well, I want multiple. All I'm going to be that asshole that wants multiple homes. Yo, all this shit talking back and forth. All this shit talking back and forth. Listen to what this historian has to say. Oh, dude, the historian Yo, thing why I am I seeing all these Americans trying to take the piss out of how British people talk? July 4th, 1776, James Madison, Tommy Jeff, and all Hancock himself were sitting in a sweaty Philadelphia basement writing a letter to King George. Dear bitch, please stop charging us for all this goddamn sugar you're sending over here. We can't afford it. Side note, shouldn't we have known that America was going to have an obesity problem once a bunch of white dudes decided we were going to go to war over sugar? Anyway, we send that letter to that lime, you son of a bitch. He sends over boats full of white dudes wearing red jackets. We fucked them up dressed like homeless people because George Washington chopped down a cherry tree in Valley Forge which created enough fire to get us through the winter we send the british back sad they come back in 1812 we fuck them up they burn down some buildings i'm not sure of the specifics we don't talk about that i know that there was a painting that was saved anyway that's why you sons of bitches can't tell us what to do we can make fun of you forever also i mean fuck the queen jesus christ dude what the why is everything so much <laughs> what is going on yo that was so much Oh man. He just went the fuck off on some he shit, bro. He went the fuck off. Um yeah. That did get intense. Actually, that got a little bit intense for myself. Jesus Christ. Like, you can't talk shit cuz every time you tried to do something, we fucked you up. End of story. Yeah. Yeah, he said, "Yo, he sent over a bunch of white dudes in a boat dressed in red coats. We fucked them up dressed like homeless people." Bro. <laughs> hey, you want to know something interesting if we got to be truthful here? It's pretty interesting if you ever get the chance, which I'm sure you have because you've had experience in Europe and schooling in Europe. Um, American history from like a European classroom or textbook is very much different. I mean, obviously, we probably could assume that, but... It's interestingly different. Anywho. Wait, why uh, don't you just explain it? Explain what? Explain it further. The differences? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this is like a nation that we were at war with. So... I guess the easy way to say it is like there's two sides. There's three sides to every story, of course, but there's two sides to this story of how it played out. There's our side and then there's their side. Um, but like that's just a general short way to put it, I suppose. Is there's other things like One thing, there's, I guess there's, there's things that suggest that, like, some of our politicians of that time, like Benjamin Franklin, um, they were, like, playing both sides of the fence during, around our That's our, also our what good politicians usually end up having to do, though, to 
for like diplomacy reasons or like trying to yeah like take advantage of yeah like you have to play the both sides thing and like maybe they were playing the long con you know yeah and of course like um it doesn't always have to be self-served they they that nation obviously felt like um what was happening was like there was wrongs being done towards them that's why we ended up in a war do you think there's um, people that today still think so no that they own america no. uh, there's gotta be nah. nah there's gotta be dude it's too far gone. nah no way bro uh -huh. you say that you say that and, P and no hey no, wait 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 it's no, possible no, no. you say that and there's countries that literally hate each other yeah there's P there's racism in the world like right over like shit that is just bullshit bro yeah or um, like people are oppressed over reasons that don't make any like not okay they make sense you know what They're they do make sense but it's like you you die for not following them they're probably still Saudi because I think that's where the whole Americans Europeans like bagging on each other back and forth like I think that's where it stems from it's that still that like that energy there I don't know that whole like we make fun of how they talk and they're like yeah but your healthcare fucking sucks and like you know back and forth back and forth and I think it stems, it all comes from that shit. But I don't know if people are really fucking salty that, like, America declared independence and then fucking backed that shit up. You know, with the whole Ukraine thing, it's, like, made it very um, interesting, like, geopolitically to watch how the world operates and how, like, while Boris Johnson was still in office... Uh, UK, the UK was still trying to play that same type of role that they played in like World War Two, where yeah. they were like a superpower, like a true superpower in the sense of like the UK was way more powerful, like size and influence wise during World War Two than it is today. You, right? Yeah. Probably. Right. Yeah. I mean, they had way more like that doesn't control sound over things and huh? I said that doesn't sound outrageous. Yeah. But, like, so it was just interesting during this, like, conflict right now to see UK, like, uh, I'm saying, like, way too much, try to play the mediator role, or not a mediator role, but, like, a, a leader role to yeah. uh, step forward with the Ukraine situation and try to lead with Europe. Because now they're a separate nation from Europe. They're not a part of the European Union. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Like, they had to play, like, this true ally role where they're not necessarily just under the umbrella of uh nato no yeah Alliance. yeah they it was i mean they, they are a part of nato but you know what i mean they had to move strate strategically which kind of upsets me a little bit because it's like we're playing chess while people are dying it's weird that we're doing this still but i don't want to go off in that direction okay. i wanted to make another point about the whole english american thing um about English history or Br British history mm -hmm. regarding American American history in Britain. Anywho, um, there's a, a few other key factors that like you kind of don't realize until you kind of dig into it and research it a little bit. But um, 
less to do with the revolutionary times and more to do with like during the 1800s um 19th century uh while we were going through the whole civil war thing like uh i don't what would have what would england have been called during the the 19th century britain would it have been britain no no one knows yeah i can't say for certain okay i guess britain History britain was, uh, england my worst subject yeah all that right was my worst subject sure yeah. britain why not um We just went through, a, we went through a ordeal with Mexico regarding Texas. That was a whole situation, and um, there was like a big period where we tried not to get involved with it because of certain political things, and eventually we got drawn into that that whole war. But um, so Texas just did this thing where they annexed themselves into their own country and eventually they became part of the united states but they they didn't right away they were their own um republic and we backed them on that england backed them on that a lot of other countries backed them on that so then when we went through the civil war and virginia was the first one to tried to do the same thing that texas had just done all the same people who fought in the civil war fought in the spanish-american war like it wasn't crazy that the virginians and then the other southern states who followed suit it wasn't crazy that they thought that they could do what they were doing because they literally had just helped texas do it a few years prior england had backed them on that so england didn't get involved in our civil war but Virginia and then the southern states asked England for help and asked England to recognize them as their, you know, for their own sovereignty. And England wanted to, just like they did with Texas. They want to respectfully do the same thing. But they had this, like, relationship with the United States. So they kind of were, like, just sitting there watching it happen from the ocean just like watching how it was going to play out to do whatever they were going to do. And of course, like it affected their international politics somehow. So like England kind of just sat there and watched what we did during the Civil War. And then like apart from that, it's kind of like they wanted to support the southern states and them like fighting for their own sovereignty. But... At the same time, England had abandoned the slave trade way before America did. And for a long period of time, looked down on America. Like it was like kind of like a elder looking down on a younger person. Like you're still doing that? You haven't grown up yet? Like we figured this shit out a long time ago that this shit was whack and stopped doing it. Like you guys are still doing this bullshit? That's the best way to explain, like, how they viewed us. Why, like, wrong. the point I'm trying to make is European abandoned that bullshit way before America came to, came to their senses. This whole time, I'm just thinking about, like, there's got to be a way 
and uh people's stories out there of like women who during the civil war our creation of the united states then the severing from britain fought pretending to be men against oh, England. yeah like there's oh, gotta yeah. be stories bro yeah. like yeah. i would be so are you kidding me if somebody found journals and logs and could trace back a family story of like women fighting for the independence of the united states yeah right against mm -hmm. britain yeah and made us like a netflix series out of it it would be insane it would probably it would go so crazy i'm sure it exists yo we're talking about history and shit we're talking about history mm -hmm. and shit listen to this clip i was fucking screaming i was pissing myself laughing watching this shit this is trash talking fuck in you, the bitch, 1700s. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, fuck you, bitch. Just wait, just wait. I'm not just waiting for shit. I'm gonna blast your bitch ass in seven minutes, oh, yeah? bitch. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Weak ass fuck shot, you, bitch. Just wait. <laughs> Yo, I was screaming. That was trash talking in the 1700s. You're such a history nerd. Oh shit! You're such a history what? nerd, bro. This is I'm this is nerd. how you're officially officially you're officially a history nerd. Officially a history nerd. It's not a bad thing. Yo, when uh before we before we came in here and and got on mic, we were talking about books and cool books. I follow this guy on TikTok. It's called Moon Rare Books. And the thing that I just came across that I told you off mic with this book, mm -hmm. right? He comes across, he's, he's a book collector and probably mm -hmm. has been his whole life. He comes across crazy shit like this all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's this one book he came across and he explains it and he reads it, uh, what he found. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Check this out. It will never cease to amaze me at the family treasures that are lost because when people sell books or give them away, they don't look inside. And that was the case with this family Bible. This letter was left inside, but it is spectacular, the contents. It is actually a letter written during World War I from the trenches on the day after Christmas. This is what the letter says. The war had just started the summer before, so it's the first Christmas. On Christmas Eve at about four o'clock, our guns were shelling the German trenches, but then stopped and a little rifle fire was kept up until about five when it became dark. Now this is when the Germans are fighting the English in the trenches in France. And when the shooting stopped, we began to sing carols and songs and the Germans began to do the same and after a bit we put candles and lights on top of the trenches to cheer things up a bit and carried on a sort of matey conversation with the enemy as things seems to be going very well we thought we may as well get on top so four of us got out on top of the parapet and struck matches which was received by a cheer from the other side and so we all got out and we held a concert and dance out in the open and after this, a few of us thought it would be just as well to shake hands and exchange cigarettes 
etc. with them, so we called them out and met a few of them halfway between the trenches, and they were jolly good sports too. And on Christmas Day, we had a football out in front of the trenches and asked the Germans to send a team to play us. But either they thought the ground was too hard because it had been freezing all night, or their officers told them they couldn't. Anyhow, we had a chat that afternoon and one of them produced a camera. And so we had a group photo and there were 12 of us and 12 of the Germans. And we had Christmas dinner and it wasn't the greatest, but it did consist of sausages, biscuits and chocolates. And speaking of chocolate, it was awfully good of you to send that chocolate, which arrived safely and went down very well. And reflecting on it, Christmas day in the trenches was a sort of ragtime war affair. And I think about the funniest thing I've ever struck. If you imagine by any chance that we had a rotten Christmas, I can assure you that you were very much mistaken. This is a treasure that some family in England left inside of this family Bible when it was sold. I will have more of these stories next time. Cool. Bro, I really want to talk about this, though. Okay. Really, really, really rock with me in this. Oh, wait. Can I... I actually have something to say about that, too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, the... the what were we just talking about? Damn. Bruh. Oh, the okay. So, this has happened a few times, actually. Mm-hmm. Where, um... Soldiers have like had ceasefires for holidays like this in major wars, and I don't know if it That's was where I wanted to go with this, this war or a different war, Christmas. but like they were, they were supposed to. Uh, the soldiers didn't want to go back to fighting, and they were considering just like not continuing the war. Going AWOL, right? And I forget one of one of the sides, the U.S. or the other side. Uh, the Germans or something, yeah. uh, was like really pissed off about it, and they cut and they had threatened some shit, to, like and make the war continue. Yeah, I like that's the part that I really because there was no compromise. Yeah, they didn't right. want it. That that's like that's the part that I wanted to talk to you about. Like I really want to try to dissect that for a second because like that's so crazy to me. Like. How, I don't even know how to put it into words, but, like, how important is war if, like, for this Christmas day, for this holiday, like... Oh, no, it's just bullshit. They, they, I know it's just bullshit. That's the sick, no, that's the sickest part about humanity, right? Is that, look, people can, and then they just won't let you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, the same thing back to, like, the utopia like we could live in a utopia, right? But nah, right? There's no power over people in a utopia. Like, that's just crazy, man. Like they they took pictures together. Yeah. They had Christmas dinner together. The war, the whole war they is sang, pointless. They sang carols back and forth together. Had a concert together. Yeah, life like life could truly moments, be so great. Moments before that, they were literally trying to kill each other, and moments after that they were forced to go back to trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, like, they just... Yeah, because it's all a human construct. It's all made crazy. up. War is just made up. There's no crazy. reason for war. Yeah. War is not necessary. Yo. You can exist peacefully. You can. You can exi- exist peacefully. 
somehow, some way you can. What you happens gotta, is you gotta make it. people get people hungry for power. Mm-hmm. Usually those people are greedy people and don't know how to stop too. Right. So like when they get in those, that's why it's so like when it comes to deciding on world leaders and stuff like that, unfortunately in this game that we play as a human species, mm-hmm. it's very important to ha- be able to have influence in picking your leaders because when you don't, you end up with sometimes people who are trying to take advantage of the system. And sometimes those people have self ambitions that they are trying to fulfill because they want to be, you know, somebody historic. Right. 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 And that you gotta, you gotta be careful. That's why you gotta be careful with who gets into power because someone like that can really fuck shit up, man. Yeah. And change the course of make those decisions, those war, world war level decisions just like they did in world war Two, you know what i mean yep yep and that was a whole nother situation where it never really started out like that but down the road you know more and more and more like no one really knew hitler was going to uh it wasn't anticipated that he would even get into power yeah it was actually a pretty slow process but he like went up the whole fucking thing it wasn't just overnight like uh it wasn't just like overnight hitler just all of a sudden was hitler right it was a gradual process all right here's a piece of dad advice for you your children think that you are the greatest gift in the world And so instead of working hard to get them something else, the greatest thing you can give them is yourself. Be present, be in the moment, put your phone down. You are the greatest thing that you can give your children. The Mellow podcast that I was talking about um, is called Dads Who Try. You can find that on Spotify. I found them through TikTok and they just give great parenting advice. I listen to them while I cook dinner and while I'm driving at work and... I don't know. I enjoy them. I think you guys should check them out. Good. I fuck with it. Now we're going to move into the next part. I fuck with it. Okay. So I was on TikTok, right? Yeah. And I I guess it just got thrown into my algorithm, Mm -hmm. right? This dude and his podcast kept popping up, right? And the shit he was saying was hilarious. But the whole time, I'm like looking at him, I'm like... His voice sounds familiar, and he sounds familiar. And um, I'm looking at the name. The name is Danny Brown. And the more I'm listening, I end up following him. The more I'm listening to him, he's talking about being a rapper and shit. I'm like, he raps? And then he did his like rap voice, which is different from his talking voice. And I'm like, I've only heard one song in my whole entire life with that rap voice before. And that's Detroit vs. Everybody. With Eminem. Eminem has the last verse. It goes Royce to 5'9, then Big Sean comes on, and then you have a third person. That's how he sounds on the thing. That's Danny Brown. So I had to go back, look for that video on YouTube, and I'm like watching it. I'm like, oh shit, that's that motherfucker. He's from Detroit or whatever. He's an underground rapper. Well, somehow he got linked up with Tom Segura, so now he has a podcast on your mom's house studios, YMH Studios. 
and uh, uh, it's called the Danny Brown Show. But the shit's just funny as fuck. But it's so simple because it's just him by himself, and he just he's just sitting there just just talking. But it just passes time, and it's funny as shit. I don't know. Anyway, I I got a couple clips on here. The Danny Brown Show. I'm gonna play a couple of them. I've looked a lot of different ways, man, in my life, man. I, I don't, um, I went to my, um, oh, I knew him. One little situation. I know him. Therapy and all that. Danny Brown. Yeah, yeah I know Danny about, Brown. Um, Danny Brown's dope. He's like how much I changed too. the way I look. Yeah. We had a conversation about that. Yeah, that I know Danny like, Brown. Is that a way of always like constantly trying to, like, you're not happy with yourself. Cause you know, I'm a motherfucker, you, you know, like I say, you know, you look the way you want to look and. But I'm always c consistently. I think, and I don't think it's that. I think it's kind of like the opposite of way around. I think a lot of people, they get caught up in the way they look and they be like, oh, I look good like this. And they only look good like that. I think I'm hot. Like, I think I'm hot as fuck. The way, oh, <laughs> type of way. The Danny Brown Show. Yo, that, that clip reminded me of you or whatever for some reason because he, he's basically saying like, the therapist was trying to call him out like do you always change your style up all the time because mm -hmm. like you're uncomfortable with yourself mm -hmm. and he's like nah i just think i look hot as fuck no matter what my style is mm. yeah yeah but no this yo this motherfucker is hilarious i Damn. listen to this motherfucker every day yo, he bro. Fucking... but yeah madden is out now it suck again he's a he, he play video games i bought madden i mean That's every year it's like i bought i'm a sport game playing motherfucker y'all know this so I, yeah, I bought the new Madness weekend. It was like, all right, it'd be cool. But I didn't know that um, all the new changes are only in next gen. Cause I bought it for PC. I bought it for Steam. And uh, yeah, I, I wasted my money. I wasted sixty dollars buying this. I'm a franchise mode player. I don't really play too much all the other uh, modes and shit. So I wanted to start a little franchise with the lines. But I'm like, shit, man, this shit is Madden 22. Why did I? I could have just played the other one. So, shouts out to EA Sports. They they are one of the greatest finessers in the history um, of gaming. They always know how to get they get the money out of you no matter what you're doing. They, they really take a motherfucker and just shake you upside down. Facts. Facts. Yo, EA makes, like, crazy Apex Legends battle passes and skins. It's so The disgusting. AI rapper that oh, just got tell signed. tell me what you think it is. Listen to this. I think his name is FN Mecca. There it go. Yeah, and people are freaking out about this and are very upset. I mean, the only thing I'm mad about is that he's a he's an AI-generated rapper, but they got him saying nigga. Now, that's this. Because we know ain't no niggas programming no fucking AI-generated rappers. And he got the nerve to say, he had a punch on. It was a, uh, I don't see no niggas like I'm playing hockey. <laughs> this was AI-generated bars, man. Fuck FMX. I'm beefing with him. Tell him to drop my diss song. Tell him to drop the diss song on me. Danny Brown want all the smoke. Yo, he want that, all the smoke with the that AI. Rapper, that rapper got canceled, by the way. Good. Like, no, like, I want to no, talk like about it that. No, like it got shut down. They shut that shit down? Be yeah, yeah. Because of that? A, it was a white guy who voices it. Because of what he just mentioned? No, no. I don't know if it's because of this specific video, but there was people that had a problem with the fact that, uh, rightfully so, the fact that the... Uh, VTuber, I think, is uh the rapper. Yeah, is uh a voiced by a white person. Jesus Christ, fucking words. Yeah, like you can't say, you can't. No, like, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Last clip of Danny Brown. I fucking love Danny Brown, bro. 
You know crystals and shit. You know they say crystals could do shit. You can buy this crystal to get a bad nigga up off you. You can buy this crystal to it'll, it'll get you some money. That's the gems. So it's motherfuckers like yeah, white with dreads, psychedelics everywhere. I might need to book me for the next gym and jam. What are y'all doing? <laughs> Yo, book me too while you're at it. I'm trying to go to the gym and jam. I'm trying. To That's to pretty good. Yo, I like Danny Brown. He's part of YMH Studios. Yeah, yep. that's dope that they uh, picked him up. Hell yeah! I Hell really yeah. fuck with that. Yep. What else? What else? What else? This is what life is all about. Not every day is a bowl of cherries. If not, it why they got this man in it's black and white? You. you don't need to go talk to a psychiatrist. Life is life, and they throw a curveball at you from time they to time. They try to make it extra motivational. You, you look in the mirror, you throw some water in your face, you take a deep breath, and you go, I'm in. I'm going to handle this like a fucking savage that I am. If not, you lose your fucking mind. You understand me? You got to keep control. It's got to be a yin and a fucking yin. It's got to be a yin and a fucking yang. You're so into motivational Joey. stuff. Yo, I love Uncle We've Joey. always, like, we made it ever since week. the beginning of the podcast, it's always it been you too. being Why? into it and me you're being bad like, bro. You're going to grab your balls. You're going to write your goals. You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to go, who the fuck is going to stop me? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? <laughs> who the fuck's going to stop you? Nobody. Joey. The only person that stops you is yourself. I don't give a fuck if you smoke weed, you eat a pot cookie. As long as you wake up the next morning ready to stab a motherfucker in the lung. What? You got, you want what they got, you know what I'm saying? And you gotta Joey. fucking get it. And ain't nobody gonna give it to you. Yeah, dog. Joey. Yeah. Joey. Yeah, dog. I mean, he's a beast. Uh, yeah, Joey. Uncle Joey's cool as shit, bro. He gives the best advice. He gives the best advice. Oh, we're not stabbing man. anybody. Huh? We're not stabbing anybody. No, no, no. You definitely don't want to stab nobody. Obviously, you're not stabbing yeah. anybody. Yeah, you just want to show up. Just ready to stab ready. somebody. Ready to just get don't at it. Don't stab them. Just be ready to stab them. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's the aggression that you need to transcend into productivity. But I don't need aggression to be productive. Hey, man, to each their own. All right. To each their own. Yo, great show, bro. Hey, I want to watch another one. What the hell? Another one? Yeah, right. what's that Shaq one? Oh, Shaq's amazing. Bro, bro, wait, we didn't watch the... No, no, no. We need the Lex. We need the Lex I thing. I noticed that every time thing. I go to a business meeting, the, the guys who were doing deals with would be like, hello, Shaq, how are you doing? And then they would turn away and look at my lawyers and my accountants and all those guys. So I said, oh, you guys don't think I'm in charge. You guys don't think I understand the lingo. So I went and got my master's uh, from the uh, University of Phoenix. University of Phoenix is an online program mostly, but I went to the head officials and said, I don't want to do it online. I want somebody to teach me in a class. And they came back and said, unfortunately, we can't set up a classroom for one guy. You need 15 people. So I paid for 15 of my friends to get their master's. <laughs> Hell yeah, dog. Damn, bro. That's a flex. You remember I was telling you the other That's day? That's a flex. I was like, yo. That's such we'll a wholesome flex. We'll never be that successful. We'll never That's be that successful. That's such a wholesome flex, though. Yeah. We'll never be that successful. I was saying this the other day. You remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you like, can't say that. Because it takes a certain I think, coldness and I, to and, get to that level of and success. I think, and I think you could become super successful from being a good person 
And I think that good elevates good. And when people see and appreciate and believe in somebody doing good, yeah, it just naturally push like progresses upward because people want to amplify that. Right. There's no friction. Right. No friction. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I think that's the way. I think positivity actually beats this is out the everything way. else. Right? Right. Right. They try to tell you that on the news, the only thing that gets people's attention is negativity. But that's not fucking true because most of the shit that's on TikTok and that people like to watch and browse and spend and waste their time on is shit that cheers them up. Right. Like most of the time you're on the internet, you're looking for like some kind of little dopamine hit. You're looking for something to cheer you up. You yeah. want something happy. The problem is the news, it can't really be catered to you. And that's where algorithms came in to help cater news to you via your phones. And that's why most people, I mean, have access to the kind of news that they kind of leaned into or maybe were taught into yeah. because the algorithms amplify the person you are. Or like are currently uh, seeming, seemingly about yourself, right? Because we're always changing, but it's like there's a world. No, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, we need the Lex Freeman thing. All right, and then we can. He's trying. He's been trying to dodge it. He's like, no. No, I'm not trying to dodge it. He's trying to dodge it. Initiation of military conflict oh, that happened in World War. Turn it down a little bit. World War Two. By the way, because you said not a trained historian, one of the one of the most compelling and I don't know entertaining and fascinating exploration of World War One comes from Dan Carlin. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to his sort of podcast form telling of the blueprint for Ar Ar Armageddon, which is the telling of World War I. What do you think about Dan Carlin? You yourself, as a historian who has studied, who has written about World War I, do you, do you enjoy that kind of telling of history? Absolutely. And I think, uh, again, you know, uh, you don't need a PhD in history to, to be a historian. Right? Um, Does every know. historian agree with that? Uh, he gets no. quite a bit of criticism from historians. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, we, you know, we like to argue with each other and nitpick yes. with each other, but, um, but uh, the one thing I have no patience for is when we like pull rank on each other. Um, you know, I think, um, we depend on, uh, you know, if you're, you know, a historian in a university with degrees and research materials, you know, you depend on the work of people in some local community, like recording oral histories, saving documents and, history is a, it's a social science, but it's also a storytelling art. Um, and, you know, uh, history books are the ones you find on the shelves in bookstores that people read for, for fun. And, and then, and you can appreciate both the, the knowledge production, um, as well as the storytelling. Um, and when you get a good oral storyteller like Dan Carlin, um, there's a reason that thousands and hundreds of thousands of people tune in. Yeah. But he definitely suffers from anxiety about getting things correct. And it's very, it's very difficult. Well, our first job is to get the facts, uh, the facts correct, yeah. and then, and then to tell the story off of those. Because the the facts are so fuzzy. So, it's uh, I mean, you have the probably my favorite telling of World War Two, 
is uh, William Shire's Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, and uh, or at least not telling of Nazi Germany. And that goes to primary sources a lot, which is n like, I suppose that's the honest way to do it. <laughs> but it's tough. It's really tough to write that way, to really go to primary sources uh, always. And I think the one of the things that Dan tries to do which is also really tough to do, perhaps easier in, in oral history, is uh, try to make you feel what it was like to be there. Which uh, I think he does by trying to tell the story of like individual soldiers. And um, do, do you find that telling by like way, individual we, citizens? Do you find that kind of telling of history support. compelling? Like it, we did. Yeah, I mean, I think we need. Uh, historical imagination i know i know that you'll sit here and listen to it all day yeah what was that producer i could hear all of that oh nice yeah i i shared the actual spotify window there but the the point was like we talked about this before where uh historians like uh with um oh my god i literally just said his name earlier dan casella yes yeah uh about the gatekeeping yeah of history and he said even he's like this is like a, a renowned historian saying like yo that's just not cool like yeah. this is like most of us have gotten our knowledge from like public fucking sources you know what i mean like the best some of the best knowledge is even in, just in a library and that's accessible for everybody so like stop gatekeeping based on title like that you know better or something or like that uh there's a certain way to, or certain people that can access it. It's weird. It's fucking weird, man. Not cool. Um it makes me think of this Bible verse that my dad used to say to us all. This the is why time. history repeats itself. And that was just gatekeep um, shit. Um God uses the unqualified of the world to, damn, how does that go? God uses the unqualified of the world. Oh, I can't even think of that shit now. Damn, I had The it right Bible there. verse? Yeah, but basically God uses like the... I think it, in olden times they used harsh words like the dumb and ugly of the world, the unprofound. I feel like they the used unworthy, to be a thing. The, I feel like they used to say that the unworthy ones of the world to, to like, pretty much shut up the the smart people. That's wild. The like. I'll give you an example. Jesus never went to like universities. He never studied under scribes and Pharisees and stuff. He was just a little carpenter boy. But yet at 12 years old, he could sit in the temples and he could debate with the scholars of the time. And he was well-versed. So basically like, 
God uses the people in the world that like you would look at them and be like, what is that? That's not much of anything. God uses those people to combat and like shut up the smarty pants of the world, the intellect, the ones that are too smart for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like King David was just a little, little preteen boy. But he was able to kill the giant. Like God uses the things that are like not possible to win victory in these impossible situations. I don't know. I have one question for you. It's a it's it's just a little punk kid like me who comes from the gutters, who's never went to college who has no degrees in anything, who's just been obsessed with history, to ruffle the feathers of the gatekeepers in the historical communities. Goddamn. That's what I'm trying to say, bro. Goddamn. And on that note, this has been episode 38 of the Bro Therapy Show. You got a question before we drop out? Me and my motherfucking twin. What's your question, bro? What's your question? Lay it on me. If you could pick your right, let's say there's a nuke coming over our head right now. A nuke. It's coming over our head. And you have you know, somehow it leaks on the internet and the estimated time until like the end of the world is like thirty minutes. Okay. You go to Dirty Bird. I go to Dirty Bird. Right? What is your last? What what's your last meal? What are you deciding on? And you're not balling out, bro. Bro, does that answer your question? No, because that's what I'm about to order. Really? Yeah. That's gonna be your last meal. Yeah. That's really what you want is your last meal. That's you yeah. can have anything. And you on know what I want with my chicken strips? What? Chick fil A sauce. Bro, for that dirty bird. Bro, bro, what? Bro, I'll pull a bottle. Of this Chick-fil-A isn't like your last out, like, meal you before you get executed corona. at prison. This is like you're at Dirty Bird. Okay, we're being I'm realistic. The like, there's a new coming over right I'm, now. What right, is your listen, last meal? I'm getting the buffalo chicken tender meal. Right, it comes with the cheese bread. I'm getting that shit with it. I'm also getting the crab soup that comes with that shit too. What right? do you eat first? I'm getting the French fries. I'm getting the buffalo sauce and the blue cheese in separate bowls on the side. Not little fucking plastic cups that's gonna fit fucking be enough for three fries bowls i want bowls of buffalo sauce mm. and a bowl of blue cheese on the side mm. so i can dip my fries in that shit mm-hmm. that's my last meal and give me a fucking pepsi with a lemon in it okay yep god damn pepsi with a lemon in it that's right i've never heard of that one hey man you gotta step your game up dog god damn <laughs> he was fucking uh, he was ready for that shit. What about you, producer? What would your last I mean, meal be? Usually, I just drink chocolate milk and everything goes over eight. He said chocolate milk. Damn. Damn, dog. What's your last meal? My last meal? Yeah, your last meal. Ah. Uh, I like me... I like me a good chicken alfredo. Okay. Where the sauce is like... It's not heavy, but it's not light. It has that like, like that consistency where you can like 
you can like savor every little lick of it. Okay. And it's not like a, it doesn't have like a real, real thickness to it. Chicken Alfredo. Uh, and the breadsticks, they gotta be fucking on point. Elite. They gotta have that nice little outer shell, but you bite into it and it's still soft. Yeah. And the, but they tear apart like perfect, cause they're soft. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I like I like me a good chicken alfredo. I don't know what my last one would be. Honestly, this this is such a hard question because like, I would want to get spicy hot chicken fingers right but at the same time part of me is like damn i kind of like breakfast like i give me some runny eggs with like some bacon maybe or some was, pa- or some or some pancakes bro with some whipped cream i don't know just sprinkle a little fruit on there maybe i don't know Maybe I get a medium rare steak, filet mignon. You know, it's a it's a hard decision. Like, what do I really want? Maybe I just get a bowl of ice cream. Maybe I just go out with bowl of ice cream. You know, like fuck it. Like, it's about to be over. I'm gonna have a really nice bowl of ice cream. Give me a big Sunday, banana split Sunday, chocolate syrup, cherry on top. What? That's how, yes. That's what I want. Honestly, fuck any other kind of food. Tell me a banana split sundae. Strawberry chocolate sundae with a little bit of vanilla. With a cherry on top. Is not the best way to just, alright. I guess we're going to call it quits here. That's the move. Mm. Episode 38. Bro Therapy Podcast. Big old Did you mean to pass that one? Bruh. Three big. You're trolling our audience. (laughs) No. RIP, guys. Wait, I don't know why the fuck I just said RIP. We love you guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Listeners are dead now. Episode 38. It's Ryan's fault. I said RIP. He's abandoning us, leaving us. This is my fault. End of an era. Stay safe, guys. Love you.